Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. and welcome to the Pet Pod. This is the podcast that's all about pets. I'm Zara Boland. I'm a vet, a consultant and an all-round animal lover. And each episode, I'm going to be joined by one or two of my veterinary friends and colleagues from across the pet healthcare industry so that we can offer you handy tips and some expert advice to help keep your beloved family pet healthy and above all, happy. Today's podcast is supported by YouMove, the UK's number one vet joint supplement brand for dogs. Clinically proven to work in just six weeks, YouMove is recommended for older dogs who are starting to slow down and show some signs of stiffness. Now, as many of you know, my own dog Rumba is already nine years old, and like many other dog owners, I'm always on the lookout for ways to make life a little bit more comfortable for her as she gets older. And that's why she's been taking YouMove for a few months now. But YouMove also have a range of products available to help younger dogs, and indeed those canine athletes, to stay on top form. And you'll be pleased to know it's also available for cats, horses, and even us humans. What I love about the team at YouMove is that they're on a mission to make sure every dog, cat, and horse lives their most active life for life. And that's why they're offering a 30% discount code for all new customers who listen to the pet pod. Simply visit youmove.co.uk and enter the code PETPOD30 when you get to the checkout. I'm really pleased that today we're joined by John Howey, who's one of the original founders of our sponsors, YouMove. I'm looking forward to quizzing him about their supplements and learning more about the history and the ethos of the company. John, you're very welcome to the PetPod and thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you. Thanks very much for having me. So take us back to the beginning then, if you don't mind, John. I'm really curious to know how the idea for you move came about. Well, my background actually is in science and food. So I was actually working in the food industry. And one of the companies I was working with also owned a pet food company. So they'd asked me to help them out there. And my specialism was in looking at the science behind nutrition and understanding the health benefits that you can get from sort of scientifically based nutrition. The work I was doing was looking at, particularly I was, at the time, I was looking at omega-3s. And uh, for the project I was looking at, I was looking at their benefits for brain health. Yep. And doing that, I came across some research, and it was looking particularly actually at seed-based omega-3s, so things from golden flax and so on. And I came across some really good research, particularly in this instance, on skin and coat health. And when I approached the company and said, why don't you use this stuff in your foods? Uh, they said, well, because the oils are so sensitive, we can't particularly use them in our food. So that's basically, I had the idea, well, okay, I'll create a supplement out of it instead. Interesting. Okay. 
So had a chat with my fellow co-founder, another John, and said, can we feed this oil to your dog and see what happens? <laughs> and uh, fortunately, he said yes. Um, and the company started from there. It, it worked. So we thought, OK, we'll, we'll start a business and see if we can help people. Now, we had to bring my brother on board because we needed a vet who actually um, knew something about animal health. Uh, and we wanted to do it the right way. Sure. Um, but yeah, that set us off on the path. And did, did your um, your friend who trialed on his dog did her, did the dog have any skin conditions that he was particularly concerned about or? Yeah, so um, I mean Charlie was a chocolate Labrador, so fairly oh. classic Labrador uh, skin conditions. So uh, it's quite dry, flaky skin, a lot of molting. Um, so not, nothing uh, severe, but you know just something that that was enough to give us a noticeable difference once we started feeding the product to him. So, That's fascinating. Yeah, so we started with him and then we got another 50 owners to volunteer and try it out on their dogs. And then we basically said, look, if if we were to make this into a product, would you buy it? And they all said yes. So we started the company. That was back in 2007 we started. Wow, gosh, right before the the, the global crash. Yeah, yeah our timing was fantastic. Good timing. Yeah. <laughs> Launch a company into a, uh, into a complete financial crisis. But Actually, probably it was really good for us because it, it made sure that we behaved sensibly in the way that we managed the business because we had to be really careful. Yeah, and no, gosh, if you can if you can start a business in you know back in two thousand two thousand eight or even this year in the global pandemic and manage to survive, let alone thrive, you know you're onto a good thing. So, congratulations! And so how, I'm, I'm just curious now, what was the format that you originally used when you were giving the oils? Uh, so it's just a an oil in a in a in a glass bottle. Um, so people just pour it on the food. We were very focused on the quality side of things because um, because we're dealing with very sensitive active ingredients. And that's and that's been a theme right the way through our businesses. You often find that some of the most beneficial actives are also those that are particularly sensitive to things like oxidation and heat and light and so on. Um, so part of what we've always done is made sure that we've got a very strong focus on how we protect those actives all the way through from the first extraction of an active ingredient from a plant or, or whatever, all the way through to the finished product that's going to be fed to the dog or the cat. So in that instance, we were we were protecting the oils using uh, darkened glass so that it was protected from light and oxygen and so on. And and how did you work out the right dose? How did you work out sort of an effective level for dogs when you started this? Well, there's actually a lot of science, uh, a lot of published papers. Um, so we're a very science-driven business. I mean, that's my background anyway. But there are a lot of published papers that you can refer to that gives you a very good understanding of appropriate levels of different active ingredients. I mean, a big thing is always, is it safe? We always try to make sure that anything you're looking at, is it going to be actually a safe uh, ingredient to use and what level is appropriate in that instance but then it's trying to establish exactly how much is the right amount but there was a decent amount of evidence already in published papers that let us work out what that should be okay and so then you started as as you said back in 2007 and it's sort of grown from there so you started looking at omega-3 fatty acids for for brain health and what was the next the next area you sort of explored and moved into then well, so the first one was actually the skin aspect. So the first couple of years, frankly, we were just uh, we were just out there all the time, just talking to people continuously and explaining that because it was a new idea to people. Uh, so we had to do a lot of face-to-face -face discussions. So we spent every week, every weekend at various shows and dog events and vet congresses and so on, um, talking to lots of people. And we got a bit of a following because 
one of the key things we set the business up on was a principle that the owner had to be able to see a difference within four to six weeks. So we'd set ourselves a, a high bar because when we looked at the supplement industries that existed then, there wasn't that much evidence base behind it. And there, wasn't, there were a lot of companies that were quite happy to sell people products that didn't actually work, which wasn't what we wanted to be. Um, and so we'd said we must be able to show a difference in four to six weeks. And so that was what we were getting with our with our skin supplement with Uderm, where people were seeing a difference and they were seeing a difference within a month, month and a half. Um, and so as a result, they then started saying, well, look, you've helped me with my dog's skin, but he's actually also quite stiff. Can you help me with that? Um, so that's when we started looking at joint health because we had a lot of old dogs. Um, and Charlie, who had tried out the he was the first dog on the skin side was a Labrador getting older with hip dysplasia. So again, you know, there were lots of prompts for us to try and develop a joint supplement. So this is all down to Charlie by the sounds of it. <laughs> Charlie's grown the business and, and chosen the direction originally. Well, we called him our guinea dog. Um, yeah, like he did, that. <laughs> he did try everything out first. Uh, but you know, ultimately, ultimately, if you're when you spend a lot of time talking to pet owners, you respond to what your customers are asking for. Uh, and we were getting asked time and time again for joint supplements. And our initial response was, look, guys, there's plenty of joint supplements in the market. Why would we bother to add another one to the mix? But we, again, we were getting asked time and time again, you know, yeah, but my dog's still stiff. And so when we started looking at them, we established essentially most joint supplements were very much focused on joint structure. So they were mostly based on glucosamine and chondroitin which is fine, but we want to do more about dog stiff, the stiffness of the joints rather than just structure. And so what makes your supplements different then to the other ones that were out there at the time? Yeah, our big focus really was on trying to relieve the stiffness in the joint rather than the structural element. So there's a thing called the cycle of decay. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Basically, the dog slows down as a result. You know, they're in pain, they slow down. They get more insta unstable joints, and so that leads to more degradation, and it just keeps on going until they reach the end, as it were. Um, and so we were looking to say, well, can we do something about the discomfort that they're feeling rather than just the structural aspect? So we started looking at, and, and it actually came back to the omega-3s again because there was a growing body of evidence um, that it was particularly relevant in joint health. So we started looking at, well, if we're looking at omega-3s, what are the different sources, which ones have got potential and which ones have got scientific evidence behind them that we can also provide in a relatively small format because we can't be giving them gallons and gallons of fish oil to try and achieve the event. And that's where we came across uh, all the research on greenlit muscle. Okay. The New Zealand. The New Zealand green lip muscle. The poor, I'm feeling sorry for the green lip muscle these days. He's, <laughs> he's in high demand across the world. <laughs> yeah, we, we, have, we have made it quite popular, I must admit, certainly in the UK. Um, but one of the, well, there was a couple of reasons. Firstly, the science was very good. So there was a good evidence base for the use of green lip muscle. Um, we'd identified a particular ratio of different omega-3s that you found in certain variants of greenlit muscle that was particularly effective. But also because of, it's a very sustainable uh, um, farming system for greenlit muscles. So actually from a sustainability point of view, it was also something we felt comfortable that we could work with rather than potentially harvesting raw fish out of the sea and so on. Okay. And what type of, of, um, of omega-3 fatty acids have, have you got? Are you using in it? Uh, well, you've got the full gambit. Um, so you have the standard ones like EPA and DHA, which are the, the core ones. 
Um, but Greenlit Muscle also has another one called ETA. Okay. Um, and that's, it's not unique to Greenlit Muscle, but they are, they're high in it relative to other species. When I say we're science-based, it's not just that we look at published papers, but when we look at the science behind a health condition, we're interested in understanding how the metabolism of that health condition is operating as well. So we're looking at active ingredients and how they interact from a nutritional point of view with the metabolism of that condition. And so we might be looking at a way to compete with something that is causing problems in the dog or it interacts with with an enzyme or a pathway in some way and provides a benefit as a result. So we really try to get under the skin of what's going on inside the dog or the cat rather than just simply let's just throw a whole load of stuff at it and hope that something sticks. So we're very precise about what we're doing. And that makes a lot of sense. And particularly um, when we're talking about arthritis, you'd be, you're, you're talking then about working at the level of the pain receptors in the body um, to affect a change. Exactly. So we'll look at the entire, the entire pathway. Um, and so when we started with greenlit muscle, we had an understanding on one particular component with, on, on omega-3. We've now invested millions, actually, in research now to really understand all of the different components of all of the active ingredients we're working with how they interact with each other, how they interact with the system. And then we've perfected our entire supply chain from where the muscle grows, which, which bay it grows in, which line it grows on, what time of year it is, as to how that then affects the content of the muscle and how that content then affects how the product works and how that will then interact with the dog, which is why we see these, these huge benefits within a relatively short time, because we've had that that full play from from the muscle in the water all the way through to the dog's joint and we understand right the way along what's going on okay so you're taking account not just uh like everyone has has raw materials and source ingredients but but you're looking at all the environmental conditions and everything else around that source ingredient as it's growing if you like up to the point of harvest and then at the other end of the spectrum you're looking at the impact within the body of the of the pet who's receiving it so it really is an end-to-end cycle isn't it Completely, completely, all the way through. That's fantastic. Wow, wow, really interesting. And so you, you, you talked about research. What kind of um, research have you conducted and how do you do? You, you doing clinical trials and stuff like that? Yeah, we do the, we do the full gambit. So our, our process would start by looking at the health condition, looking at the evidence base that's already existing, looking at the potential ingredients that we might be able to use. Um, and from that, we will then start to develop our initial formulations um, having made sure that we've done all the all the sort of safety checks and made sure that whatever we're using is, is a safe uh, ingredient. Um, and then we will start developing pilot uh, formulations. And what we've now set up is a, a whole load of, of analysis tests and so on. So we can look at the chemical composition of, of any of these ingredients. We can look at the bioactivity of them as well. So long before we've got anywhere near actually even putting all these things together, We've already understood how all of these different active ingredients are working and what part of a pathway they might be interacting with. And then we put these pilot formulations together. And first step actually is, is we test them on our own dogs or cats. So uh, we sort of we check that we're, we're happy ourselves first. And our, our team's always very enthusiastic to try out 
new stuff, which is great. Well, in fact, I have to put my hand in the air for that too, because I have to thank you for, you've given me some supplements from my dog for, she's aging, she's nine years old, um, Bernie's mountain dog. And so I noticed some arthritic change and uh, yeah, I have to say she's been on supplements and I have noticed a change in her as well. Fantastic. So That's great. Yep, happily, happily tested on my own, but I didn't mean to interrupt. Do you continue to <laughs> tell us the, the change? Well, I'm glad, I'm glad it's helping, Sarah. That's, that's, that's really important to me. Um, so yes, yeah, so when once we've once we've done that first sort of internal check, if you like, we actually have a lot of our customers are really keen to work with us if we've got something new that they think might benefit their dogs. So we will give some samples to them to to try if if they're interested. We have to be quite careful. There's a there's a sort of, we've identified over years a sort of a limp bells effect because people tend to if it's come from us they expect it to work. So it's not really a scientific test. Uh, but then we would put it into things like clinical studies. Okay. Um, so if you take U-Move, we did our first clinical study back in, two, started in 2012, and that was with the Royal Veterinary College here in the UK. So we ran a full placebo-controlled double-blind crossover study on U-Move. On um, and that's what enabled us to start using the clinically proven claim that, that we're now able to say that the product's clinically proven. Um, so, so how many dogs were on the trial? What... We had a total of um, 40 dogs okay. running through the trial on a crossover. So the protocol was designed by the Royal Veterinary College. Yeah. Um, and so they did all of the all of the work, all the recruitment, et cetera. Um, and we'd basically gone to them and said, look, we want the best standard clinical that we can run. The challenge for me is I can't talk about the details of it because that the veterinary medicine regulations don't allow me to talk about details of studies, which is very frustrating. Why? So explain that a bit more then. Why is that? So there are veterinary medicine regulations. Basically, uh, there are a set of rules that govern um, all products sold to uh, sold to pets. And this um, is just in the UK. I need to add that because it's different in every country. Yes, it is different in every country. And so uh, if you have a product that has a medicinal effect, then you have to have certain licenses and registrations and so on. Supplements don't fall into that category. However, what that does mean is that if you are selling a supplement, you also can't make medicinal claims. Uh, but also one of those things is you're not allowed to talk about um, studies that have involved dogs with osteoarthritis. Uh, and so we've done the work so that we can demonstrate the effect of the product, but I can't then communicate the results of that study. That's a little frustrating. <laughs> it's very frustrating. <laughs> very. The rules have moved over time. Uh, so when we started that study... Uh, we would have been able to, but over time, certain companies have abused the rules and therefore they've tightened them up. Uh, so now we've, we can't, I mean, if we go to the US, our US team, we're in the US as well. They can tell everybody about these because the rules are different. Look, I understand it. It's very challenging. Yeah. So it's, that hasn't stopped us doing clinical studies, mind you. We've now done another uh, clinical study with uh, Massey University in New Zealand. On so, the green lip muscle yeah. <laughs> at source. Exactly. Um, and, and there, that was, a, that was a study in working dogs. So what we did at that stage, we wanted to see what's the difference between our different U-Move formulations, our basic, our base U-Move, our original U-Move formulation versus our veterinary strength formulation and see if we can tell the difference between our formulations, not just does a formulation work, but can we see the difference between these different ones, which we did. You got a good, a good, and a significant difference, I assume, statistically significant. Yeah, which all then feeds back to all of our understanding of the science behind it. Say, so look, if we understand what the effect of different levels of these things have, can we see that effect in, in the dog themselves? And the answer is yes. 
John, it's really great that you're investing in the research, but traditionally it's more anecdotal in terms of, of, of evidence and reasons to use a supplement. So do you find that you have that issue um, trying to convince people to use supplements? And if so, how do you go about it? So, I mean, I, I completely understand why people might be nervous about trying a supplement. Obviously, earlier we spoke about the challenges historically where people would try and sell anything to a, a pet owner in order to make a, a few pounds. And that's a challenge that we've faced since we've come into the industry because uh, we've recognized that. And that was why we put all of those strict requirements on ourselves to say, you know, the four to six week visible benefit and so on, so that people could actually see was something was working. But nevertheless, I understand why people might be nervous. And that's one of the reasons why we've always had our money back guarantee as well. So uh, we have a sort of a no questions asked 60 day money back guarantee that basically says if you don't see an effect, if you're not happy, then uh, we'll refund you. And, and so there's no real risk to trying it. And I suppose from my perspective, scientifically, I sat there and said, um, I know I can't solve every single situation. And there will be certain things which are nothing to do with the nutrition of the dog is just pure chance and i just took the view that the owner shouldn't pay to find that out so that that's on us to to sort out our our job is to try and do the best we possibly can to provide the best product we possibly can and that's why we've got all the research and all the all the testing and so on um but at the end of the day the owner has still got to try and use that product and see if it works so if it doesn't work absolutely no problem we just refund and and go on. now the number of people that claim on that is tiny uh, but it's there as a as a reassurance to to people if they want to do that sort of thing. Oh, that's great to know. That's that's really helpful. And are there are there specific signs that people should be looking for? As you mentioned, four to six week visible changes. Have you kind of identified what those visible changes are that people should be seeing? Yeah, I mean, it again, depends on the condition. But if it, frankly, if it's a a dog on you move, then that dog should be running around more. Um, and so, you know, if they're struggling to get out the basket at the start of uh, of the situation, and then they're running around chasing squirrels in the park, is a pretty good sign that something's happened. Um, and skin wise, yeah, if it's a uh, dry skin condition, then that they should start to see. Skin can take quite a long time uh, to resolve. I'd, I'd usually say to get a full full resolution through, you need at least three months actually. But you'll start to see some indications. So coat condition will start to improve. The level of uh, flakiness will start to drop away if they're scratching they'll start to reduce uh, the itchiness and so on um, it's it's a complex as you know it's a complex condition it is right? and, I, and I think just on that anyone that has got a pet a dog cat or a horse with a skin condition they should always consult their vet because there might be actually an issue underlying underlying that skin condition that you're seeing that isn't going to be necessarily fixed through nutrition alone it might actually be a medical condition that needs needs assistance as well and to be honest, so that's that's true pretty much across all of these yeah. things. We we call it multimodal treatment. So it's multimodal because you're using multiple different approaches to try and tackle the thing. So uh, we're not focused on saying ours is the one-stop shop on this. Um, if it's a skin condition, absolutely. There will be all sorts of reasons why that dog. Some of it may be nutritionally based. Where does our product play a role? Well, fatty acids are very good in helping with skin barrier function and structural concerns, but they won't, if it's a flea infestation, won't touch it, you know. So so you've got to you've got to make sure you've got all of those things covered. But ours is a contributory towards uh, helping with that problem. It's another management tool in the in the arsenal, if you like. <laughs> 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, well, look, there's a lot of different possibilities for ingredients. And you've already touched on, on sourcing the green lip, um, New Zealand green lip mussel. But how do you um, generally go about identifying and sourcing the ones that you want to include in your supplements? There's two aspects to it, I guess. Is, is when we're looking at any of, these, uh, any of these conditions, we will have a reasonable understanding of the science across everything. So there's, we have an R&D team, and their job is basically to trawl the world for interesting and great potential active ingredients for us. So they're looking at natural active ingredients the whole time, and that, that could be sourced from any. It could be a marine source. It could be a plant source. Um, you know, fundamentally, it has to be a natural ingredient that we're, we're looking at. We're not, we're not looking at uh, pharmaceutical ingredients. We're looking at natural active ingredients. But how do you define natural then? Uh, well, it's essentially derived from uh, a... Yeah, it's interesting. A natural source, so this will be something coming out of the natural world. So it's it's either um it's it's a it's a crop that's grown or a marine source such as fish or uh, it could be fish, could be algae, could be um, mussels, other sea other shellfish, etc. So we're looking at those types of or, or, or indeed you know uh, land based animals possibly not often if I'm perfectly honest, but most of it's plant and marine source. Okay, and then talk, touching, because um, it, it's just occurred to me as well, we're talking about, um, I don't know if there's a, a question on sustainability here, but, but if, you, if you're looking at sourcing New Zealand green lip mussel, how do you address the sustainability issues on that? And you did mention it's sustainable as a resource, but there's the issue of transporting it to the UK unless you're farming it somewhere in the UK. So, I mean, in terms of that piece, so yes, in terms of the system itself is, I think it's rated one of the top two uh, marine stewardship systems in the world so from an from a sustainability point of view it's got one of the top ratings in the world and and the protocols there are very very well managed the government the new zealand government manages them all um there's all sorts of environmental measures uh, resource restrictions etc cetera, etc cetera. so um from that point of view it's it's very positive um yes the one challenge for us is that is the only place in the world that you can grow them and it it's a mix really of in order to get that benefit for the dog, those mussels have to grow in specific places. Even within New Zealand, certain bays and certain waters are no good. Other, others are great and some are, are no good at all. So it's, very, it's really down to understanding the, the specific situation that that mussel's growing in. 
Um, so moving it to another part of the world is a is a completely different structure. I mean, we do continually look to understand are there other places that we could we could look to. So having to accept that we have to source those particular muscles from New Zealand, then it's a question of well, how do you move them as sustainably as possible? So we're not going to fly them from the other side of the world. So they do come by ship, and and we do because of the volume that we're buying, uh, we do we do bring large volumes at once so that it's a single shipment across rather than lots of small shipments of, of product. But unfortunately, there's not a lot else that we can do if, if we're to use that as an ingredient. Others that we use are grown right next to the, the processing plant that they're put through. So it's a mix uh, and we try and balance that wherever we can. Sure, and I understand that, and I also understand that that would be a very expensive process. So not only have you got a very unique and expensive ingredient, but then you have to also bring it to the UK. So that probably has a knock-on effect as well. It does, yes. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt that, um, I mean, even if you look at, for example, so we believe in having very strong partnerships with our suppliers as well, so the farmers that are growing the mussels and so on. And so we do pay a significant premium over what uh, if you were to go and buy this, these sorts of products in the, you can't actually buy our specification in the open market. It's very specific, it's specific to us, um, but we do make sure that we're we're paying the farmers that are doing that a premium for doing so because they're looking after our our product basically. But we do also look at things like um, things like the environmental impact of of processing. So if you take uh, glucosamine, most glucosamine is sourced from shellfish. Um, it's to be honest, it's a pretty nasty process. It involves alkalis and acids and so on to extract the glucosamine out of out of the shellfish. We took a view years ago that we didn't like that, so actually we use a plant sourced um, glucosamine, and and the waste profile on that we use ninety nine point six percent less water than a, a shellfish sourced one. We use we produce ninety eight percent less waste than a shellfish. So we've we've really and less energy. So we've really focused on how we sustainably source our ingredients wherever we possibly can. That's great. That that's that's impressive actually. And just an um another thought that's that's just come to me while we're talking. I know and I haven't looked into this for a while, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but there wasn't the last time I looked there wasn't an awful lot of of hard scientific evidence on actually the the effect of glucosamine and chondroitin when it comes to osteoarthritis has that because it was mostly anecdotal so has that changed in recent times or is it still mostly anecdotal no it hasn't um and in fact you'll find if you look on the ingredient list on umove we don't add additional chondroitin so we took the view very right at the start of the formulation that there wasn't sufficient evidence base for adding chondroitin to the product um i mean Pretty much every other company was doing it, but in our view, there was no science supporting it, um, and all it did was add cost to the product, which would obviously be passed on to the owner. So we wanted to make sure that our product was good value as well, um, and so we said, well, if there's no evidence to support the ingredient, then we shouldn't add the cost uh, to either our cost or indeed to the, the owner's cost. So no, so there is a little, there's a little bit in coming in from greenlit muscle. There's lots of things in there that are good, but. So no, the evidence base has not improved on that front. That's interesting. And yet people are still talking all the time about glucosamine and chondroitin. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's, it's, 
it's a big industry so a lot of people with glucosamine and, and chondroitin supplements will keep talking about it yeah, i guess that's true okay right so moving on then from glucosamine and chondroitin um i'd like to focus on looking at some of the active ingredients that we know have some solid scientific evidence behind them like fatty acids which we touched on earlier the omega-3s but maybe you can elaborate on some other functional ingredients that we know can benefit the health and well-being of our pets so obviously we've talked a fair bit about omega-3 they do have significant health benefits in all sorts of areas you know we've talked about skin and joint um you know it's, it's good from a heart health point of view a brain health point of view so there's lots of good science around omega-3s yeah omega-3 is like the the wonder fatty acid isn't it it is <laughs> it really is we keep learning more <laughs> exactly it's fundamentally involved in so many aspects of of the way our cells work um other areas that we're particularly interested in so from a uh, a digestive health point of view we're interested really interested in prebiotics not necessarily the probiotics but the prebiotics so explain um, that for people who might not know the difference yeah so basically uh, probiotics are uh, bacteria that you can feed um and may have an effect on uh, the gut health on the microbiome of the gut so like Whereas, servings of good bacteria directly into exactly, the, yeah. the system yes. yeah but prebiotics essentially are the good bacteria food. So they're the, they're the fibers that um, we don't utilize, but the bacteria in our guts and in our dog's digestive systems use. Um, and depending upon which ones you, you provide, you will get a different set of bacteria growing in. And some will have a positive effect and some could have a negative effect. So we're really interested in that because the microbiome is a really important, if, has an important effect on overall health. And particularly gut health. So yes, I'm I'm interested in in prebiotics, particularly a way of sort of working out whether your dog might be whether these might be useful or beneficial to your dog. Um, if your dog has a tendency to have loose stools or is excessively windy, or or even if not excessively, they've got the ability to clear a room uh, with their back end, <laughs> then that's an indication that you could probably use some of these products. And that's that's what we use in our you digest product we just we use these but again the science is really good on them it is it's very strong on prebiotics yeah. it's a really strong body of evidence which which supports them from that point of view yeah and in fact just on that point as well i know this is again going off piece but i think it's important to remind people that fiber is good this is what we're yes. talking about really it's fiber um and so you know a personal little mission to get rid of grain-free diets for dogs it's some ridiculous marketing trend that is not doing anyone any good let alone the dog they need the fiber yeah you'll see all sorts of all sorts of conditions if you haven't got the right fiber content in your dog's diet then yeah you will have all sorts of digestive issues yeah no one's happy the dog or you having to live with the with the the mal odor shall we say <laughs> anyway are there any other active ingredients that you're exploring at the moment uh well the other area that that we're interested in is and again this does come down to what health benefit you're looking for sure but we're also interested in things that have some form of antioxidant property as well um, because one of the sort of underlying issues that dogs can have, or dogs or cats, etc., is because of the nature of the diets that, that they're eating, they sometimes have high levels of what we call free radicals floating around. So these are this is oxidation of certain compounds in the in the dog's diet, which creates these things called free radicals, which are, are not particularly good for for general health. Um, they can be quite damaging or aging. Yeah, absolutely. From an aging point of view, particularly important. 
Um, so we also look at uh, antioxidants, um, and they can come from all sorts of all sorts of sources. Uh, but things, just simple things like vitamin E and vitamin C, actually are good basic antioxidants. And so we have to think about that apart from anything else because we're providing these fatty acids, these omega threes, and so on into the diet. So when we're doing that, we're calculating right down to the the molecular structure of of the fatty acid, how much antioxidant we need to provide alongside that to make sure that that's going into the dog and being absorbed properly. So uh, there is a lot of interest in that space, uh, which we continue to research in as well. It's fascinating. So let's watch this space then for what might be coming next. Always. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Is Charlie still on the scene to trial the next one? Sadly, he's not. No, sadly, he's passed away. Uh, but no, no, uh, he he lived a very long and healthy life, far longer than a, a chocolate Labrador with hip dysplasia or two. So, Good for him. Uh, no, no, he's. But but it is um, it is an important part of what we do. I mean, we we have this sort of this uh, mission, if you like. We say that we're about trying to make pets active for life. And, and we are, we are continually looking at what are the aspects of what we're doing that we can improve upon that will improve the health benefit for the pet. You know, we can help them run around more. That's fantastic. So they'll, they'll be more, they'll exercise more, they'll be fitter, et cetera. But then, okay, so how do we do that even better than we were? Um, which is why we've got this continual research program running, looking at how do we understand what we're already doing? How do we improve upon what we're already doing? What other uh, active ingredients could we bring into the mix that will make life even better for them? And that's a really important part of what's driving us. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's it, it's vital to always be looking forward to seeing what else we can do for for animal well-being and health. I mean, that that's how I operate as well. But any sneak peeks as to what might be coming? Um, I probably get killed by everybody else if I actually reveal too much. I mean, I think look, let's let's let, well, I can I can do some so. Obviously, we're already uh, we have a, a, a you know, we're the number one in joint health in the UK already, um, and so that area is really important to us. Um, and we know that even though we've got phenomenal performance from the products we've already got, we've got ideas of how we make that even better. So you can expect to see more from us from a joint health point of view. We also understand how some of the if you and then. I was referring to earlier this active for life idea. We understand other aspects of health that influence that. That's a little cryptic. (laughs) Yeah, it is cryptic. But if you imagine the sorts of things that an older dog might start to start have trouble with, those are the sorts of areas that we're starting to look at and understand better. So that you know, it's one thing to keep the joints working actively, but you've got to keep everything else working actively as well. So. He's trying to help those. But I suppose the the other aspect at this stage is also, and this is particularly relevant to the last six months or so, you've seen a huge uptake in um, new new owners bringing, bringing puppies into the world and, and, and adopting dogs and so on. So there's a huge wave of young dogs coming through that in an ideal world would help them to protect their dogs at an earlier stage. All too often, people don't notice it until it's too late so it's not just about the supplement itself it's about how do they recognize when they could start helping their dog more so we're interested in supporting technology as well that helps owners to spot problems earlier in their dog's life 
rather than waiting until there's a problem for that they then have to try and fix. Oh, it's all about preventative care. I mean, that that to me is is key. And you're right, even at puppies and kitten stage and and foals. I forget you have horses. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We yeah. haven't talked about horses at all. <laughs> we have we haven't had a chance to talk about horses, no. But the the biological principles are sim- very similar. The metabolic principles are very similar. So. Our te- and in fact, our technology spans across the humans as well. So it's quite easy to, it's quite easy. Once you've got, a, you understand how the metabolism works, applying it into whether it's a body of a dog, cat, horse or human is, is just nuance, really. It's just. So any plans to move into rabbits or <laughs> legomorphs or any other type of species? Not intentionally, although all sorts of animals are on our products. So uh, I do know there's a, there's a temple that has a couple of pet elephants that are using you move horse. Uh, there's wow! A, there's a zoo that's feeding feeding their their uh, leopards. <laughs> you move even yeah hawks and sheep, all sorts of things. People once they see what's going on, then uh, and get supplied all over the place. That's just fascinating, John. It really is. Um, I didn't expect to to end this podcast talking about leopards and hawks. <laughs> there's a new area for us to move into but thank you so much for for taking the time to join me today i've really enjoyed our chat pleasure well that's all for this episode of the pet pod it was really great to chat with john and find out more about you move and my thanks go to them as always for sponsoring the podcast and as we did mention earlier if your pet has any condition that's worrying you then please be sure to speak to your own veterinary practice for advice Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes of the Pet Pod. And thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.